I believe that we all have greatness within us. We have the ability to not only do great things, but impact people in great ways. We were made to be great. But greatness is a choice. It's not a when I feel like it. It's not a if only. It's not even when I do this, then I'll be great. No, it's a choice. You already have everything you need to be great. It's now up to you to allow yourself to let it out. So the bear, with its natural, cool, and calm presence, it reminds me of the greatness I have inside. It reminds me of the responsibility I now have to make a great impact. Not sometimes, but all the time. We never know when the person on the other end needs our greatness in that moment. The bear is a symbol, a simple reminder of our duty to be great. Not only during power hour, not just during the one-on-ones with the people we like, not just when we're working with our favorite customer, but all the time. People need your greatness. And it's up to you to choose to let it out. And like a bear, your best self and your greatness doesn't have to be aggressive. The bear doesn't have to show teeth. The bear already knows that there is something great inside. And at any moment, when the moment calls for it, the bear inside shows up. And you can handle anything. You've seen it. You've felt it. You've heard it. When your best version is on display, doing what you do best, that's the bear. The Complete Sales Academy is all about reminding you who you are. Maybe helping you realize or even redefine who you are and then giving you the tools, tactics, and motivation to choose greatness. It's time to give yourself permission to let it out so that you can do what you do best and make an impact. Are you ready? Let's do this. What would happen if you gave max effort to everything you did? from relaxation to what you do in front of people. I mean, what would happen if you gave absolutely everything you have, but you did it across the board? You give max effort at home, you give max effort with your friends, you give max effort at work, you give max effort on that side hustle, you give max effort in the meeting, you give max effort during your naps, You even give max effort during sleep. You give max effort. You push yourself to the max. Think about a car and you push it to the absolute max. Whether it's a minivan, SUV, pickup, work van, Ferrari, sports car, right? You use it to its max potential. That Tesla is drained because you maxed it out but it can always recharge. And so can you. You can always recharge. 
If you ever attend one of my training sessions, I always ask at the very beginning, whether you're with me for an hour or a full day, I ask for max effort. Now, if you're in the military or a first responder, you don't have a choice. You have to put in max effort. But most of us, we have that choice. I'm going to share something that might be a a bit controversial, but I trust you. I like to take naps. But for that 15 or 20 minutes, I'm putting in max effort. I'm turning everything else off and giving every single thing I have to that nap. And it fulfills its purpose. I'm refreshed and ready to max it out on the next project. What does it look like in your life to put max effort everywhere? If your friends or family are not getting max effort from you, how can you adjust that? Even for just 10 minutes that you're hanging out with them. Last night, my son said, Dad, can you sit and watch the movie? And I said, no. He said, Dad, I mean, come on, please. I said, no. I have to go relax because, look, I've got this and that tomorrow. I have to put max effort somewhere else. I'm sorry. And I had in my mind one direction that I was heading, but he needed my max effort right there. So finally, he asked one more time, come on, Dad. I mean, just think about it. How awesome would it be to just hang out with me? Wow. Well, he stole my attention and got my max effort. I turned everything else off and just hung out with him. We have to be open to adjust, but when we give that max effort, then we have options to shift or adjust as needed without feeling guilty or stressed. Just try to give max effort because we don't have much time in each of the compartments of our life. We have to give max effort and then people will know that we were there and that's what matters. I left something that the next day my son can say, my dad hung out with me last night and it was awesome. And that matters. It's obviously a work in progress. Another quick story, this time on the opposite side. Yesterday, my wife was putting max effort into rearranging this room and that room. And look, I was, I was putting in max effort somewhere else. But I could have put max effort with her. In that moment, for a couple of hours, I could have built a stronger, deeper relationship with my wife and put that max effort in right there. But instead, I wasn't open. And because earlier I had put in half effort on what I was working on, I felt that stress. And I couldn't flex or adjust for what I now see was a massive opportunity with my wife. So there are consequences to choosing half versus max effort. Speaking of reduced productivity and outcomes based on effort, multitasking has become a major focus, especially for the younger generation. And look, I get it. But if we're not able to put in max effort, then our productivity actually drops. We see about a 40% dip when we try to do too many things at once. But if we give our specific attention for a little bit of time, and compartmentalize that, then all of a sudden, we'll see our productivity jump about 80%, and thus, a leap in results. 
we will in turn make more of an impact, make more of a legacy, make more memories, right? Create more experiences. We just put in max effort in the places that matter the most. And that's my challenge to myself, to prioritize. Even if that means getting help from somebody else to do that. I need to step back, identify where I need to increase my effort, where I need to decrease my time, and then go full speed ahead and commit to putting max effort in the places that I care about most. I invite you to join me in this challenge. I believe we all have a lot more to give. And look, we have the power to shape our destiny. So let's go out there and make it happen. Living above the line is a choice. A choice to push beyond our limits, to embrace discomfort, and to constantly seek improvement. It's about setting high standards for ourselves and refusing to settle for mediocrity. You see, when we live above the line, we take ownership of our actions, of our mindset, and our results. So if you think about the most successful salespeople and leaders that you admire, What sets them apart? It's likely their unwavering commitment to excellence or maybe their relentless pursuit of growth or even their refusal to accept anything less than their best, right? They understand that success is not an accident, but it's a deliberate choice and they chase that every single day. So it's time to make a choice. It's time to level up our skills, our mindset, and our approach to sales. We have to start investing in ourselves to seek out the knowledge and the resources that will expand our horizons and sharpen our abilities. Whether that's attending seminars or reading books, listening to podcasts, getting with other salespeople, our manager, cross-functionally. Either way, it's a continuous immersion of learning throughout this journey. But knowledge alone is not enough. We know that. Living above the line requires action. And it demands that we step outside of our comfort zone and embrace the unknown, which can be terrifying. But it's in those moments of discomfort and uncertainty that we truly grow. So take risks. Make bold moves. And don't be afraid to fail because failure, failure is not the end. It's a stepping stone on the pathway to success. And remember, look, attitude is everything. Our mindset shapes our reality. So we have to choose optimism. Even in the worst times, we have to choose resilience and a never give up spirit. That's who we are. And when challenges arise, We view them as opportunities for growth and learning. We have to believe in our ability to overcome any obstacle that stands in our way. Living above the line also means embracing accountability. We have to take ownership of our results and strive for excellence in every aspect of our work. We have to be proactive, take initiative, and always go the extra mile, not only for our clients, but for our team, for our leadership. We have to become more. 
and our commitment to delivering value, that's what will set us apart from our competition. Zig Ziglar, one of my favorite sales experts and motivational speakers, said, you were born to win. But to be a winner, you must plan to win, prepare to win, and expect to win. Look, it doesn't just happen. So living above the line requires intentionality and a mindset focused on success. So as you go forth in your sales journey, make the choice to live above the line. Believe in your potential. Take action and embrace the challenges that come your way. And remember, you have the power within you to reach new heights, exceed expectations, and achieve greatness. So keep striving, keep growing, and never stop living above the line. I was in a band once, and we had a great time performing and writing songs together. But the good times on stage and with friends is not what I remember most about that time. What I remember most is a very simple lesson from one of my bandmates that sticks with me to this day. We were recording an album, and I asked him about hitting the gym. He said, Hey man, I I made a decision that working out is not a priority. I need to hang out with my son instead. It was very clear that he had made a choice about what to do with his limited resource, time. And this was before I had kids. I had just finished my 32nd day of Insanity Max 30 and I was a little puzzled by his decision to just cut out gym time. And I was feeling incredible in my own choices, you know, working out, eating healthy, putting my my body first. And to be honest, I, I was judging him hard. But as I reflected on that conversation over the years, and especially after having kids and starting my own dad journey, I realized how wrong I was. You know, we only have so much time. And we hear that all the time. But... Sometimes we need to hear it again. With our limited time, we have to make very clear choices. What will we do with it? What will we prioritize? Where are we going in life? And is our decision about time aligned with that path? My friend, with just a few words, and probably without even knowing it, taught me one of the best lessons ever. Choose how you want to spend your precious time. And he made great choices with his time. Today he's the CEO of a very successful startup and he has an incredible family. And why? Because he learned to say no to the things that came second. They might have you know, mattered to everyone else, but he realized early on what he wouldn't have time for and without hesitation, he said no to those things. He focused on what mattered, what he knew he would have time for, and shut down everything else, regardless of what others thought. So what can we learn? Yeah, I need to say no to some things and be 100% okay with that. 
I need to be clear on what really matters to me and, and to the people I care about so that I know how to prioritize. I need to let go of the person I'm not so that I can fully invest and embrace who I am and who I'm going to be. And I need to remember that my priorities right now are not everyone else's priorities. And they may not be my priorities later, so I should never judge someone else on their own priorities or be too hard on myself when mine change. You know, we have the power to shape our destiny. So let's go out there and make it happen. When I was in college, I read this book called Just Enough Light for the Step I'm On. And to this day, it continues to remind me that when things get too big, when things get too dark or, you know, I don't see the path forward, all I have to do is just turn on my headlights and focus on what's right in front of me. Right? Follow that white dotted line and stay the course. I, I remember driving regularly about an hour to go see my girlfriend in college and, and often it was snowing heavily. And I had a 85 Camaro and it was a disaster. When I couldn't see anything, right? The snow was just overwhelming. You get that feeling. Right? Should I stop? Should I just pull over, do nothing? Maybe just wait for the storm to pass? Or, you know, I can look at my guidelines, my dotted line, right, the yellow line, and just take it easy, but keep moving forward. And that's a choice. And that's what I did. Yeah, okay, there was that one time that I spun out because it was rear wheel drive and it's Colorado and who does that? But no matter what, I made it. Every single time I made it to my destination. My dad, a colonel in the Air Force, a retired chaplain, he used to give me this golden gem. You know, he would ask, how do you eat an elephant? And now my son asks me that every once in a while when I get overwhelmed. He's like, hey, right? how do you eat an elephant, dad? Look, the answer is so easy to remember, but it's, it's not so simple to apply when you're in the dark. Now you're looking at this mammoth goal in front of you that one bite at a time it's hard to apply. But I think that's why this little reminder that you're listening to has showed up in front of you today. You have to remember to look for the light just in front of you. Don't try to see everything. Just focus on the headlights. Right? Sometimes you'll need the brights. Right? Sometimes you might just, just handle that light that you have. But you have to choose to move. And sometimes we forget that we have control of that and you can use the guidelines to keep you on track. One mile marker, one bite is all that matters. And when you think about it, it's important to map out the journey so that when you're in the trenches, when you're on that road, when the storm is hitting, the GPS is already set. Now you're just executing. I'm big on, on preparing, right? And you can never plan too much, prepare too much, but it gives you that confidence that you're just moving one step at a time. You, know, you already have the plan in place and it doesn't have to be perfect, right? You don't have to get stuck in the squat as Zig Ziglar used to say, but you're headed in the right direction. And then it's just up to you to keep moving forward, keep going. And you can't let that darkness overwhelm you. So what can we control, right? Napoleon Hill, one of my favorites, Think and Grow Rich, you probably have heard of. 
says you can either control your mind or it controls you. So make a checklist of what you can control in the storm in front of you. Take a sheet of paper, just write it all down. What can I control in this storm? Then focus on the actions that you can take to make progress and chip away at it. Progress breeds confidence. Confidence will then help you weather the storm. Success is progress. Progress equals success, so just keep moving. And when we think about what we can control, you're the one who has to turn on the headlights. You're in control of how fast you move, how big of a bite you take, how much light you give, what you focus your attention on. So light the way. Focus on controlling what's right inside of you because that's all you can control, right? What's inside, what you actually do. And soon, you'll feel complete. My neighbor has a brand new yellow Ferrari. And every time I see him, he's driving like five miles per hour. And it's a shame. I mean, he's not using it to its full capacity. And week after week, he's not pushing the gas, not really using it the way it's supposed to be used. So from the outside looking in, he's not getting everything out of the experience. And many times we're like that too. Maybe we just got trained on that new CRM or lead management tool like Outreach, Groove, or Sales Loft. And what do we do? Yep, five miles per hour in that Ferrari. We don't do any campaigns. We don't put any notes in there. We don't move leads through the pipeline. We don't really use it to its full capacity. We're good, just going five miles per hour. Look, when you're given a tool, when you're given a Ferrari, open it up. Use it for what it's made to be used for. And it's okay to take it easy at first, but the next time you take it out, learn one more skill. Go 10 miles per hour, then 20, then take it out on the highway and go the speed limit. Then open it up a little more. It's okay to live a little dangerously, to be a little bit of a risk taker and get comfortable outside of your comfort zone because that's where you'll not only experience life, but you'll explode your results. Professional snowboarder Travis Rice says, we'll never know our full potential unless we push ourselves to find it. So why not open it up? Why not push ourselves to see what we can find? We have a Tesla and my wife put it in chill mode because she doesn't like it when I open it up and go zero to 60 in like two point whatever seconds. But for me, I'm not able to get the full experience the rush, the results. So when you're given a high power machine, a high power tool, an incredible list of leads, when you're given the opportunity to be a team lead or take over a new team or even a few reps, when you're given a new territory, leader or new opportunity, push yourself to explore the unknown and open it up. Because that's where growth happens. That's where life is really experienced and that's where you become who you're meant to be. I want to talk about our need for approval. It's crippling 
and it doesn't allow us to make the impact we're supposed to be making. The second guessing, deleting and rewriting, the constant doubting, it's not okay. And I'm here to remind you that you are more than enough and you don't need anyone's validation to live your best life every single day. And there's a trick that will turn it all around. You know, in our journey of life, we often seek approval from others, wanting them to like us, to accept us, and it becomes all about us. But remember, the key to true success and happiness lies not in needing their approval. It's not about us. It's about approving of ourselves and then surrounding ourselves with those that we can impact. Where can we make the greatest impact? That's where we belong. Tony Robbins once said, the only limit to your impact is your imagination and commitment. So instead of seeking approval, think of ways that you can serve and make that impact. I have this concept called servant ownership. And the whole idea is that you take ownership of how you can help others get what they want. You step into your role as a leader and you own it fully. How can I help X get Y? That's it. This replaces your need for approval as you shift your focus away from you to helping and providing value. You see, when our dreams become about others, magical things happen. Walt Disney said, all our dreams can come true if we have the courage to pursue them. So stand with courage, not looking for acceptance, but looking for a way to lift, to encourage, to empower, to build others up to greatness. See, when we help others, we in turn help ourselves. We get out of our heads. We look at the mirror differently. And usually we end up exactly where we belong. When you seek approval, it's all about you. When you seek servant ownership, it's all about them. And that's a, a freeing feeling. It takes the, the pressure off and allows you to create and build something special. So let's start today. Let's have the courage to pursue our dreams that lie within us and let the desire to connect and uplift others guide us and success will surely follow look believe in yourself embrace your uniqueness and let go of the need for constant approval today let today mark the beginning of a new focus an incredible journey of life filled with purpose, of joy, of abundance, where you take true ownership of serving and making an impact like never before. Keep going. Be intentional. Be complete. And always remember, you have the power to shape your destiny. So go out there and make it happen. I want to encourage you to become a shopping list person. When you go to the grocery store, there are two scenarios. Either you have a shopping list or you don't. And what happens? If you have the shopping list, you've been adding things, maybe with Alexa, add this, add that. 
So you walk in and now you have a shopping list. You go to the aisle, maybe you look for a quick sign or perhaps you ask someone, but you know where you're headed. After you grab each item, you check it off and item by item you get this rush. And then at the end when you check out, you feel complete. You have everything you need. Then the opposite scenario. When you walk into the grocery store without a shopping list, what happens? You wander. Especially if you're hungry, you're in trouble. Start grabbing things you likely don't need and might spend extra time just wandering up and down the aisles looking for items that might come to mind. You don't really ask anybody anything because you're not really sure what you're looking for. So you're grabbing things putting them in the cart. When you check out, well, now you have a bunch of things that you don't need. You walk out and immediately it's like, ah, I have the cookies, but I forgot the milk. And so in life, we have the same opportunity. You know, the grocery store is obviously an analogy for our life. It represents that. And there are things out there. There are aisles and aisles of possibilities guides along the way, people to help us find what we're looking for. But if we haven't created a shopping list of what we want, of what we're after, then we're just wandering. And after every event, we say, oh, if I only would have, oh, I forgot this. And we want to go back, but it's just easier to move forward. So we go through life and these wandering moments constantly stack up and they become who we are and what we have and where we are in life. So I invite you to become a shopping list person. Shift your perspective, shift a little bit of your activity so that you're intentional when you walk into that grocery store, whether in your personal life, professional life, your sales career, your goals, start adding things to your shopping list. And when you arrive at the grocery store and you pop it open, you go for exactly what you want. And maybe you get some guidance along the way, but when you check out, you feel complete. Imagine driving down a scenic road filled with twists and turns, hills and valleys, but ahead you notice a traffic jam. Now, this could potentially be a symbol of the obstacles and hurdles that life often presents us with. But today, you're not ready to settle for the ordinary. So you make a conscious choice. You veer off to the right, exploring an alternate path. No big deal. You've done it before. You're not afraid to go against the flow, to take a, a road less traveled. It's like embracing the unknown, stepping out of your comfort zone and challenging yourself to grow. Now, as you go along this uncharted territory, a sense of freedom comes over you, right? You realize, and they were right when they said that life is not about the destination, but about the journey itself. But this story is about something else. You see, we have to be careful because throughout this journey, we have choices. When the road ahead is filled with obstacles, or roadblocks, traffic, maybe an uphill climb, it's easy for us to look for that off-ramp, that shortcut. 
And there's a temptation to constantly seek shortcuts in other areas of our life as well, to take the easy way out. But here's the truth. Shortcuts may provide temporary relief, but they seldom lead to true fulfillment. The key lies in embracing the challenges ahead and staying committed to our chosen path. While we see others chasing shortcuts, we stay put. Lily Tomlin, famous actress, says, the road to success is always under construction. And I love this because it, it seems like I'm always seeing construction everywhere I go. I remember a, uh, a two to three year construction project from Colorado Springs to Castle Rock. We used to live in Castle Rock, now we're in the Springs, and. They were widening the lanes and creating a toll road, but look, for that two to three year stretch, it seemed like they were never going to be done. So we just sat there. And I can't tell you how many times I tried to take a shortcut only to find that everyone else was doing the same thing and it just took me twice as long. It was frustrating. But life's journey is a series of twists and turns just like the road we're navigating. And it's natural to encounter setbacks and moments of doubt and frustration with the road ahead, but those who achieve greatness are the ones who keep going. They move forward, straight ahead, who focus their energy and drive forward, no matter what. In football, we talk about moving north and south instead of east and west. You know, dancing side to side trying to find the open lane, but just making progress by moving straight ahead. And sometimes that means we have to get really clear on why we're on that road to begin with. Steve Jobs famously said, the only way to do great work is to love what we do. But when we're passionate about our journey, about the path that we've chosen, we find the strength to persevere. We find the strength to overcome any obstacles that come our way. We don't need a shortcut. We don't need an off-ramp. So let's shift our mentality. Embrace the power of focus. Instead of constantly seeking shortcuts, commit to the path we're on and relish every moment along the way. Remember, it's not about reaching the destination. First, it's about growth. The lessons and the experiences that we encounter. Jim Rome, one of my favorite motivational speakers talks about who we become along the way. That is what really matters. So keep moving straight ahead and become more through this journey. And always remember, the only limits in life are the ones that we make. So we can't let fear and uncertainty hold us back. We have to embrace the challenges, push through the discomfort, and unlock our full potential. I love to take the road less traveled, but if I'm doing it to find the easier way, to find the shortcut, I'm doing it for the wrong reason, and that will never pay off. I say we have to be careful because that will easily slip into other areas of our life and we find ourselves always looking for the easy way. When someone says, make money fast, we click that button. When they say, find my no money down opportunity, we chase that opportunity. And if we're not careful, we lose track of the path we were on. 
the path that leads to true fulfillment, to real happiness, and the life we were meant to live in the first place. So don't be distracted by the shortcuts and the off-ramps. Pursue what's right in front of you and push through to become who you were meant to be. Stay inspired, stay focused, and continue to strive for greatness. You have the power to shape your destiny, so go out there and make it happen. In a world filled with challenges where the road seems long and the climb appears so steep, there lies a hidden strength within you. Don't underestimate the power of transformation. Imagine a butterfly, delicate yet resilient, emerging from its cocoon. Its wings vibrant, soaring higher than ever before, but What about the time in between? The before, the after. That's where the magic happens. You're just like a butterfly, you are in the midst of your own transformation. So don't let the doubts, the judgments, that awkward phase, all right, hold you back. Embrace the process. Embrace the journey. Sure. Some may question your choices, they may doubt your abilities, but remember this, you cannot be clipped prematurely. You cannot be confined to the easy road. Your transformation requires time, dedication, and unwavering belief. So don't give up. Don't quit when things get tough. Push through the barriers and keep going. Put in the work, the effort, the time, the energy, right? Stay committed to your goals and follow the process step by step like a recipe for success. As Maya Angelou, the great poet, once said, we delight in the beauty of the butterfly but rarely admit the changes it has gone through to achieve that beauty. Embrace the changes. Embrace the transformation that unfolds within you. Yes, there may be setbacks. There may be moments when you stumble and you fall. But that's not the end of the story. Rise up. Dust yourself off. Keep moving forward. Remember, you're not alone on this journey. Together, we will soar. And when you spread your wings... Reaching new heights, the world will witness your transformation. They will marvel at your strength, your resilience, and your determination. Don't retreat back to the familiar. Don't allow yourself to be confined to the cocoon. You are destined for greatness. Believe it with every fiber of your being. So listen to these words. Embrace them. Let them fuel your spirit, ignite your fire. Stay focused, stay committed, and soon you will emerge as the butterfly, ready to conquer the skies. Keep going, keep pushing, keep transforming. You are unstoppable. And together, we will all fly higher than ever before. Sometimes we forget that we have control over what we do, 
with every minute of our day. Now, I don't necessarily agree with Jim Rome when he says TV will cost you a fortune. My wife and I, we love to watch Netflix, Max, Hulu. I mean, we've got them all. I mean, we're even digging into family matters again with the kids. At the end of the day, after we have built, after we have created, after we have done what we do at that point, we play hard. And we play really hard. But here's the thing. As Eric Thomas says, we have earned the right to play because of what we did on the other side of that day. We are exhausted from running up and down the field, putting in what I call max effort. So that when it comes time to chill, we chill hard. And that's what it's all about. What are you doing right now to earn the right to watch Queen of the South? Because if you're making five phone calls, if you're doing maybe just one one one-on-one today, well, that's not cutting it. And honestly, it's not fair. Not only is it not fair to your family, to your friends, to your potential customers, to your team members, it's not fair to you. Because in a week, you're going to say, man, if only, or, oh man, I wish. Or after you've binged five hours of Breaking Bad again and put everything else off, you're going to say to yourself, man, why? Hey, what was I thinking? Come on, man. My dad is a retired chaplain and colonel in the Air Force. And leadership was his thing. And he was always saying, do something right now. Do something today. Like right this second that your future self, your tomorrow self will say, you know what? Nice. Thank you. Thank you for that. Don't act like you've earned the right to chill yet. Because maybe you haven't. And if you have, you know it's all about momentum. Right now, as you're hearing this, you're going to feel some surge of excitement and energy. And you're going to want to start building and creating and hustling and and doing what you know you're supposed to do. But then, in about two days, you're going to get tired. And you're going to start making excuses of why you earned the right to chill But that is a daily ticket. It expires at midnight. So you have to pay admission to earn the right to chill tomorrow and the next day and the next. My wife and I love to go to Red Rocks in Colorado, one of my favorite places, our favorite places. And I can't sneak in. I mean, can you sneak into Red Rocks? Think about your favorite band. Who's who's your favorite? Can you sneak into Red Rocks to see them play? Now, you can go to Red Rocks without a ticket, and you can sit like a mile away in your car, crank the windows down, but that's not the full experience. See, some of you are in the car miles away, and you're telling yourself, I'm living the full experience. No, you're not. You should be in the front row, but you haven't paid the price of admission so what are you going to do and it has to be continuous and if there's momentum like right this second you're hearing this there's a little momentum here you need to ride that wave put the outline together 
If there's an objection you keep on hearing, go after it now. Tackle it tonight. If there are three one-on-ones that you've been pushing off, then bring them front and center and do them tomorrow. There are things that you can do to start catching that momentum, and then you won't have to run uphill every day. It'll be a lot easier. Don't just park a mile away and be okay with that experience. Pay for admission, experience life from the front row, right where you belong. I want to talk about a common phenomenon that we all experience on the road, in our careers, and in life. I'm sure you've been there, but you're sitting in traffic and you're watching the lane next to you move a little faster. So what do you do? Just like all of us, it's like office space. We switch lanes, hoping to save some time and get ahead, but guess what happens next? The lane that we were in starts speeding up, leaving us frustrated and stuck, right? I mean, we can feel it. I can feel it. Life often throws obstacles in our path. And just like that slow-moving lane, when we encounter challenges, we tend to look for an easier route, jumping from one option to another, seeking instant gratification. And we become what I like to call jumpers. Now we think we're making progress, but in reality, we're only creating a cycle of frustration and stagnation. I mean, think about it. How many times have you abandoned a goal, a project, as soon as it became difficult? How many times have you been tempted to take the easy road only to find yourself back at square one because it was hard? Well, it's time to break free from this pattern and embrace a different mindset, a mindset that leads to true progress, to success. Famous basketball coach John Wooden, he has this quote that's super relevant here. He says, stay the course when thwarted, basically when things get hard, (laughs) try again, harder, smarter, persevere relentlessly. Albert Einstein said, in the middle of difficulty lies opportunity. But traffic may seem small and insignificant. But by constantly hopping, jumping from lane to lane, we condition our minds to accept that this jumping from one thing to another is okay. We lose focus, we lose direction, and ultimately we lose sight of our true potential. So here's the challenge. Start staying put. Embrace the frustration, the discomfort that comes with it, and condition your mind to say, it's okay, I'll get there. And remember, seeing someone else seamlessly get ahead faster doesn't tell the whole story. Success is not just about the speed of progress, but the quality of it. We don't know the story. So let's take the lesson, this simple lesson from traffic, and apply it to our careers, to our life. Commit to that one lane, that lane that aligns with your goals, your passions, and your dreams, and stop hopping around aimlessly. I used to tell this story in New Hire Training about a field, and at the end of our lives, we're going to have this field that represents our life. And it will either look like a prairie dog field with tons of little holes where 
We dug a little, then jumped, you know, dug a little bit more, then jumped, then dug a little bit more, or it will have a very deep well filled with water that can serve others for generations to come. So what will your field look like? I invite you to stay put, to dig in. It's time to let go of being a jumper. It's when we stay the course, as Coach Wooden says, confront the frustration head on and push through that we build resilience, expertise, and ultimately extraordinary results. So let's start by embracing this simple exercise. The next time we find ourselves in traffic, stay in that one lane. Resist the urge to jump and observe how it feels. Use this as a reminder that success requires focus. It requires patience and the willingness to face challenges head on. And by doing so, we'll not only accelerate our success, but also cultivate a mindset of unwavering determination. As Winston Churchill put it, success is not final. Failure is not fatal. It is the courage to continue that counts. So keep going with resilience, patience, and focus. And remember, you have the power to shape your destiny. So go out there and make it happen. If I were looking for gold and I had a treasure map, and let's say there's a wide open field in front of me, I'd start searching. And once I found that X, that X marks the spot, I'd start to dig, right? And I'd dig and I'd dig. And at some point, I'd have a choice. Do I continue to dig or do I quit? Saying, nope, I've had enough. There is no gold here. Walk away. We've all seen the image of the person searching for gold and they hit that critical point where they have to choose and they say no. They quit and they walk away just would have dug two to three more times, boom, they would have found that gold. But look, the same is true for us in sales, in our relationships, in leadership. In our conversations, we have a map, right? We're listening for that X marks the spot. And maybe the X is the hot button. Maybe it's a need. Maybe it's a pain, right? A goal. And once we find it, we start to dig. We're searching for that gold. Maybe it's the motivation. Maybe it's their their why. Whether we're trying to close a sale, we're trying to build a relationship, we're, we're trying to lead them from where they are to where they want to go, right? Look, listening is one of the most important skills that we can master. And, and often we get it wrong. You know, many times we listen to press. This is just staying at the surface, digging a little here, digging a little bit there, and our field is filled with these little potholes. Or maybe we're listening to learn, right? We're, we're digging and digging and digging and digging, and but we're digging for us. And when it comes time to quit, hey, we've had enough, we're good, we move on. It's about us, not them. But that gold, that treasure, can only be found when we listen to understand. And what does that look like? And what does that feel like, more importantly? Well, it's simply parking. 
in that one spot, in that one moment, and we dig. We are committed. Maybe we're asking two to three more questions out of curiosity, out of genuine care. When we think that we have found enough, we continue to dig. And that is when the magic happens. That's where we find the gold that we're looking for. That's where we build that relationship. We earn the right to share our value that we have in our pocket. Maybe that's when we find the ability, exactly what we need to take them from where they are to where they want to go. It becomes about them and how we can serve and how we can make their life better. And isn't that the most important treasure we can find? So keep digging. You have no idea how close you are. And when you're ready to stop, just dig two or three more times. And look, you'll find the gold you're looking for. I want to address a common belief that holds many salespeople back. The notion of being stuck in certain patterns. Always saying, I could never do that. Or... I never finish what I start, or anything along those lines. Let's break free from that limited thinking and embrace a new perspective. You see, identifying yourself as someone who's always this way or that way is a dangerous mindset. Your brain starts to echo those beliefs and soon enough, you start acting accordingly. But here's the thing, you have the power to change your mentality. It starts with simple projects, let's say, little tasks that you can absolutely accomplish. Imagine this, you're walking around your house and you're tackling some of that housework, some of those things, finally putting up that picture that's been collecting dust or even completing a small passion project. These may seem insignificant, but they lay a foundation for building a new mindset. So create a list. Let's call it a victory list. Go around your house and complete those tasks one by one. Jack Canfield, one of my favorite professional development experts, talks about walking around your house and completing the tasks that you've been putting off. So pick a project that excites you, something you know you can finish without a doubt, even if it only takes an hour. Write out your to-do list this morning and make it your mission to complete at least one task. Just one thing. This may seem simple, but it's all about giving your mind a mental victory. And by achieving these small victories, your mindset begins to shift. You start saying to yourself, wow, I did it again. I followed through. And that's when the magic happens. Build on these small wins before taking on bigger projects. Train your mind to celebrate every accomplishment, no matter how small. I want you to recognize that you are in control of your own success. You have to take that control and embrace it fully. So set aside a few minutes this weekend or during the week to do a few things that give yourself, your mind, your body, a victory. It could be something as simple as 
organizing your workspace, your, your desk, or reaching out to a prospect that you've been hesitant to contact. Remember, the key is consistency. Keep giving yourself these mental victories, and soon enough, you'll realize that you are always following through. And it's a gradual process, but with every small step, you're reinforcing the belief that you are a finisher, a doer. I want to leave you with a quote from my favorite basketball player of all time, Michael Jordan, who says, I missed more than 9,000 shots in my career. I lost almost 300 games. 26 times I've been trusted to take the game-winning shot and missed. I failed over and over and over again in my life, and that is why I succeed. So embrace failure as part of the journey. It's through those failures that you learn, that you grow, and ultimately you succeed. So keep pushing forward. Celebrate every victory along the way and watch your sales career soar to new heights. And remember, you have the power to rewrite your story. It's time to become a skydiver. I hear you, skydiving isn't for all of us. My wife won't even let me go. She says it's too risky, but that's not the point. The point is that there's something out there. There's something you have on your list, right in front of you, maybe on a vision board of some sort. It's a picture of an incredible experience that you haven't lived yet. But there's a voice inside that's saying, one day, one day, I'm going to do that. One day, I'm going to check that off the list. But as time goes on, that one day gets further and further out. That picture becomes less of a thrill and more of a decoration. And one day starts to slip away. But what if? What if we took that picture off the wall and turned it into an experience? What if we became a skydiver? or whatever it is in that picture. Not for money, not for fame or any other reason, but because we can. And what if that one experience made an impact? I mean, what if it became a story that you shared with someone else and then that inspired them to become a skydiver in their own world? And what if they began taking pictures off their own walls and in their minds and turning them into their own experiences? What, what would happen then? Well, that would be pretty incredible. So no, we may not all be skydivers, but we can take this simple lesson and turn it into action. I mean, why not start today? See, we can make a call right now. Google it. YouTube it. Whatever it is, we can figure it out. But let's say we make a call right now that can lead us from the picture in our mind to the experience we have waiting for us right out there. See, our life is a collection of these experiences. And it's time to take the picture off the wall and become a skydiver. Then the best part is replacing that picture in front of us with a picture of us living out our best life. Oprah, of course, has the perfect quote here. She says, the biggest adventure you can take 
is to live the life of your dreams. So let's start. Let's start turning our dreams into reality. Let's start living those incredible experiences and then sharing those stories with others to encourage them to do the same. I mean, why not live the life of our dreams as Oprah says? And why not help others do the same? Remember, we have the power to shape our destiny. So let's go out there and make it happen. I want to share a powerful analogy that I thought about during my morning run. Life is like a puzzle, a grand vision that we all have for ourselves, and we could see it right in front of us, crystal clear in our minds. But sometimes it becomes complex, overwhelming, and we start doubting ourselves. Imagine having a puzzle with countless intricate pieces. As you begin, you realize it's more challenging than you thought. Maybe you even encounter a few pieces that don't seem to fit anywhere. It's at this point that many people give up. They think, "Ah, it's not worth my time, or I'll never figure this out. But what if we took a different approach? Instead of getting overwhelmed, let's simplify the puzzle. Focus on just one piece at a time. And by breaking it down into manageable steps, we increase our chances of putting the whole picture together. I mean, think about it. When you start a puzzle, what's the first thing you do? You outline it. You find the corners, you find the, the edges, and you have a clear vision of what the end result should look like. And that's your starting point. Then you take action. You put one piece or two pieces together and then another, And as you progress, the puzzle starts to crystallize. It transforms from a mere picture into a tangible reality. But let's address something important. How many times have you started a puzzle only to give up halfway? You tell yourself it's a waste of time or it's too difficult, then maybe months or years later, you stumble upon that same puzzle again and suddenly you feel a renewed determination. let me give this a try again, you say to yourself. But if we consistently give up and scrap our projects when things get tough, we're creating a habit of quitting within our minds. Instead, let's cultivate patience and perseverance. Take your time, lay it out. And if needed, look, step away for a while, that's okay, but then come back to it when you're ready. Remember, success doesn't happen overnight. It requires dedication, resilience, and the willingness to keep pushing forward. Each piece you connect brings you closer and closer to the bigger picture, the realization of your vision. So embrace the challenges, seek support, and don't be afraid to leave the puzzle out on the table. Trust me, it's worth it. Reflect on the puzzles you've encountered in your life and think about the times that you wanted to give up but pushed through anyway. Imagine the satisfaction and the joy of completing those puzzles. Then apply that same mindset to your sales journey and watch as the pieces of success start falling into place. Don't give up, but embrace the challenges as opportunities for growth and never underestimate the power of persistence. 
You may not realize it, but you have the ability to create your own path to success, even if it is one puzzle piece at a time. So dream big, set your goals high, keep taking those insane action steps to bring your vision to life little by little and always remember that you're not alone in this journey. You can reach out for support, collaborate with others, and leverage the wisdom of those who have gone before you. Why not? In the words of Henry Ford, coming together is just the beginning. Keeping together is progress. Working together is success. So embrace the power of teamwork. Don't forget to believe in yourself. Trust in your abilities and never give up. Success awaits those who persevere. So keep going, keep growing, and keep achieving greatness. And never forget that you have the power to shape your destiny. So go out there and make it happen. It's undeniable that belief and action are two key ingredients for success. Yet, we often underestimate the impact of that tiny word, can. But it holds tremendous power when it comes to unlocking our performance and our potential. I remember listening to Tony Robbins years ago and he said, quite simply, look, when you must, your mind and your body says, okay, I can and I will. So when you must, you can. I think about someone on a performance improvement plan. Right? They're given two weeks to turn it around, and all of a sudden the light goes on, the activity changes, and they turn it around. When you must, you can. Research in psychology confirms the influence of belief on our performance. I was reading a study by Dr. Aliyah J. Crum and her team at, at Stanford, and they revealed that belief can activate the body's self-healing mechanisms, leading to improved physical health. So when participants believed that they were receiving an effective treatment, they experienced significant symptom relief, even though they were given a placebo. This simple study just demonstrates the profound impact of belief on our well-being. So our mindset can be the catalyst for extraordinary results. Theodore Roosevelt once said, believe you can, and you're halfway there. These words encapsulate the truth that our beliefs shape our actions and our outcomes. I mean, imagine those times in our life when we are wholeheartedly embracing that growth mindset, right? We are all in. We view challenges as opportunities for growth. We take proactive steps to enhance our skills. Our unwavering belief in our potential fuels our motivation, our resilience, and the ability to surpass any target that's in front of us. We're like a, a superhero, right? We're unstoppable. And in those moments, we become the driving force behind our success. Then when we take that belief and add action to it, it's like a secret recipe or gas on a flame, right? That simple combination is where the magic happens. And that's why the two go together so well, belief and action. There was another study coming out of Dominican University of California and Dr. Gail Matthews found that individuals who wrote down their goals and action steps were significantly more likely to achieve them compared to those who just thought about their goals. She concluded that writing activates the subconscious mind, solidifying commitment and focus. 
So belief, followed by action, works. Then you add in the right motivation, and all of a sudden, when you must, you can. So let's put these simple insights into action right now. Wherever you are, if you can, pause this for just a second. Grab a pen, paper, open your notes up. Even do a voice memo, whatever works for you. But I want you to write down, articulate your goals. And it doesn't have to be too structured. Don't overthink it. But write down both short and long-term goals. Can be professional, can be personal. But then outline the specific action steps necessary to achieve them. Break it down into manageable tasks. If you already have this, just get it out so that you can have it in front of you and review it. But as you write, as you articulate this, immerse yourself in the belief that you can accomplish these objectives. Envision the excitement of getting closer and closer to knocking out one goal at a time. Feel the satisfaction of surpassing your targets and the positive impact you can make on the lives of others. And let that belief guide your actions. Remember, belief simply sets the stage for success. But it is the integration of belief with deliberate action that propels us forward. So, commit to your plan. Take consistent steps and persist in the face of challenges. Gandhi has this amazing quote that I love. It's one of those that you can hang up on the wall or, or tweet out. He says, your beliefs become your thoughts. Your thoughts become your words. Your words become your actions. Your actions become your habits. Your habits become your values. And your values become your destiny. You were made for something incredible. And you have what it takes to make it happen. So keep believing. Keep striving. Keep going. And you'll never stop achieving your goals. Be intentional and take deliberate action. And remember, you have the power to shape your destiny. Go out there and make it happen. It's time for you to go from beneath it to conquering it. Right now, you're the victim. You're bound by this. You are held down. But it's time. It's time for you to attack it. Attack it piece by piece so that you can conquer it. My son and I, we love to wrestle. And sometimes I'll pin him down. And I've got him down. And I can see in his face, he's beneath it. He is being held down, held back. But then, all of a sudden, he'll just start to attack it. He'll take my arms out. He'll squirm around. He goes into this attack mode. And he strategically attacks one piece after another. And then, boom. All of a sudden, he's on top. And he's conquered me. I mean, you, you see this face of joy. And he just lights up. And the same thing can happen for you right now. You're being bound by something. You are beneath something. There's something that is such a burden to you. But it's time. It's time to identify that, make the shift, and attack strategically. 
piece by piece, arm by arm, kick it in the shins, whatever you have to do, fight dirty so that you can get on top of this and conquer it so that you can raise your hands up high and say, victory is mine. No more will I be held back. Remember, you have the power to shape your destiny. So go out there and make it happen.